All right, let's get right into it, you guys. Welcome back to Some Sanity with Morgan Zeggers. We're going to skip all the hullabaloo this week and just get right into the topic. This is going to be a unique episode because we are talking about one specific topic. I usually never waste my time talking about the actual socialists and communists of Twitter because I think they're flat earthers of economics. They are incredibly dangerous. I don't believe we need to waste our time. I believe in spending our time reaching the people in the middle, the young minds in the middle that maybe lean a little left. Maybe they identify as Democrats and liberals. We want to reach those people in the middle and a little to the left with the truth. The fact that capitalism and classical liberalism have really uh, been the reason for all of the progress that we've seen in America and worldwide. So that's my usual way to dedicate my energy. That being said, we're making a little a little dip in the road. We're going to divvy off of the original plan that I like to use for commie fighting. And we're going to talk about a very specific topic. If you follow me on social media, you know what I'm about to talk about. We're talking about the Wichita State University scandal, ridiculous situation that's occurring there right now. So first of all, Let's break down the issue. And again, thanks for everybody that's joining us for the first time. If you haven't been to the show before, I do it once a week, new episode every Wednesday. If you're listening to the podcast version, please give me a five-star review. I would appreciate it. And on YouTube, you know, I'm just chilling here. I do put a video version out on YouTube. So what up in the comments? Tell me what's up. I finally fixed the pink light in the background. I had a hard time with that because I'm kind of a boomer. All right, let's get right into it. So I received a message, and by the way, you guys, this is going to be <laughs> the dumbest, most asinine story that is also like the most infuriating thing you're ever going to read, and it's also not shocking at all. It's like so many emotions rolled into one in this story. You're probably not going to believe me, but your girl has the screenshots, and I'm going to put as many as I can up onto the video version if you want to kind of see those, and I'm going to link to some as well in the bio. Let's get started first, though. When I link to public tweets, when I link to public statements posted onto a public platform like Twitter from a public Twitter account, am I doxing? Am I harassing? No, I'm holding people accountable for the public words that they put out there, for the actions that they are uh, engaging in on a public social media platform. I am not attacking you. I am not harassing you. You are putting your voice out onto social media for the public to see. And I'm sorry if your actions on social media are so ridiculous, they happen to be newsworthy, and I bring them to the media for attention. Let's just get that out there, okay? Me doing a podcast episode, me doing a radio interview, me doing a media interview with The Daily Caller, me doing um, other interviews for print. They are not crazy at all. They are not me harassing students. They are me taking an asinine situation on a campus to the public square. We're bringing it to attention of Americans who wouldn't actually know what's going on on these college campuses. So thank you to the college students at Wichita State University who are crying about me harassing them when in reality I'm just bringing attention to their ridiculous ways. Let's get into it, shall we? All right, I received a message from Olivia Gallahos from Wichita State University in Kansas last Wednesday, March 24th, that said, quote, Hello, I am the TPUSA president at my university. I am currently receiving a mass backlash for choosing to highlight you for Women's History Month. And then she linked the post. Now, I kind of get this message quite a lot. You know, I get people like, oh, they're upset that you're coming to speak, or they're upset that you're being featured in this post. They're upset that we talked about you at this event. Who knows, whatever. Usually it's just a little social media backlash. So that's what I assumed this would be as well. She linked the post and it said, 
In honor of Women's History Month, the Diversity, Empowerment, and Inclusion Committee wants to recognize important women that we admire and celebrate for their achievements and impact to our lives. Today, we recognize Janet Jackson, Morgan Zeggers, and Shoshana Zuboff. My little bio, like everybody had a little paragraph. My little paragraph read, Morgan Zeggers is the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism, as well as a Turning Point USA contributor. She also ran as a Republican nominee for the New York 113th Assembly District. She is also the owner of Zeggers Freedom Flags, which is a business that creates and sells handcrafted wooden American flags. Oh, the horror. Oh, my God. What an evil Nazi we have on our hands here. Morgan Zeggers, that absolute booger on society. We need to get rid of her, right? Well, at first I'm like, what are they mad about? Like, what what's going on here? It's just a women's post. Like, clearly they just highlighted a bunch of different women. Am I Janet Jackson? No. Am I as cool as her? Heck no. I'm not a pop star. I'm not some historic cool woman of American history. But in reality, it turns out that the students were just asked to submit a woman that they admire. And so this woman, Olivia, had seen me speak at the Texas Youth Summit a few months ago. And when her and the committee and a few people were talking about it, they had mentioned, oh, we should include a conservative woman. And so Olivia was like, oh, Morgan Zegger seems like a good pick. I just heard her speak. She's more about like bringing Republicans and Democrats together. She's more about uniting. She's really only against socialism and communism. So this might be a great, you know, non-controversial conservative figure to pick if we're going to try and include one. And if I don't want to like freak my conservative or freak my non-conservative colleagues out in the Senate, right? You'd think that I'm not so terrible. Well, that's not the case, people. So Olivia was kind of telling me about this, about how they literally just asked her to submit names. Everybody put it in. She put me through the submission process. I was approved, yada, yada. They had even said, you know, let's find a conservative woman to include. So I started reading the replies to this original tweet, and I was like, I was kind of shocked by it because, you know, I get that some people don't like me, but this was like asinine. Many of the people were attacking me and complaining, but this is the thing. They weren't liberals you guys these were not like liberals upset i think liberals kind of understand this is america for the most part like you can't just like cry about people being included in the political debate for the most part average americans agree on so much and that's that's one of those things um but many of the people attacking me and complaining were not liberals they were straight up communists with hammer and sickle signs in their names in their bios communist propaganda littered throughout their profiles and i'll tell you I deal with commies all the time on the internet, and usually I just ignore them because it's a waste of my time. This, however, has taken a turn. So since this happened last week, the students went from, you know, just being upset online to now they are demanding that Olivia resign for promoting a Nazi and a white supremacist. Yes, that's apparently me. The Nazi and the white supremacist. Yeah, just for being against socialism, just for being a Turning Point USA contributor, the founder of Young Americans Against Socialism, God forbid. All right. So let's get into what some of the students were saying. And this is like the original reactions, right? So this was last week, uh, what the students were saying in the original replies to the tweet. They were like sharing it, quote tweeting it, stuff like that. And again, I should note, this is just the small radical minority. Half of the student body that identifies as Dems, you know, like we're a 50-50 country, right? Half of the students were not like, oh my God, this is horrible. She needs to resign. Morgan needs to be removed from the post. No, it was like 10 or so or a dozen or so students that were just, oh my God, this is the end of the world. So a very small, tiny, but loud minority of the population 
the radical leftists were upset. Here's what they said. So Aaron Ariaga, I think it's this, Aaron Ariago, the same man who later made a 1.5 hour video attacking me in quite a sexist and violent way, I should add. I'm going to put video clips in later. He tweeted, quote, supporting Morgan Zeggers for Women's History Month might be the stupidest thing ever. Why the F did SGA think this is a good idea? LMAO. Maybe I should like say the word and bleep it out. And that's what I'm going to do next. Because this is like so much swearing that they said. A girl named Erin tweeted, quote, celebrating diversity by giving a platform to baby white supremacists. Cool. So now I'm a baby white supremacist, right? Uh, Emerson tweeted, quote, I've never been more embarrassed to go to Wichita State. This isn't empowerment. This is an act of disrespect. SGA and DEIC just lost any and all faith I had in them to actually help students. Again, you guys, what are they mad about? That a conservative woman was included in a post highlighting women for Women's History Month. Just an appreciation post of women role models. And they're mad that a conservative woman against socialism was included. Uh, next, Alondra, who has, quote, I hate capitalism, followed by a hammer and sickle in her Twitter bio. She tweeted, quote, I don't think including Morgan Zeggers is representative of the diversity and inclusion we want on campus. So why even highlight her in the first place? Yeah, I love how it's it's so contradictory. She's talking about inclusion and diversity, but then I'm not the kind of inclusion they want to include. You get the you get her drift there. You catch the drift. Okay. Um, Clown Patrol, whose Twitter handle is I Eat Blue Lives. That's comforting. Uh, he said, quote, this is the funniest shit on earth. Morgan Zeggers is a villain. And Jared replied to that one, actually. He was like, please explain how my girlfriend is a villain. <laughs> He's just quite sassy. He's funny. Um, one girl, Chisado, said, quote, university DEI committee promoting a woman who actively works to undermine diversity, equity, and inclusion in literally every aspect of life, including education. Wichita State, SGA, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> and uh, let's keep in mind, you guys, what do I believe in? I believe in giving everybody, ensuring everybody, every human, the absolute most personal, financial, economic power and independence that they can possibly get. And that empowerment, that kind of freedom, both economically, financially, individually, is best delivered with capitalism, where everybody has economic power, not just the government, you know, passing it out to people and classical liberalism, where our rights are protected. So just a little, you know, quick lesson here. One of my favorite definitions of capitalism comes from Glenn Hubbard from Columbia University. And he talks about how capitalism is not just, you know, buying and selling goods. It's not some unfettered system of just like no government regulation, no government existence whatsoever. Like, oh, I'm, will you buy my eggs for $2? Okay, thank you. That is capitalism. And I'm going to exploit you now and charge some unfair price so that you can't afford food. That's not what it is. It's the concept that you, as an individual, are able to own property, are able to start a business, are able to participate in the economy, and that your rights to do all of those things and to be your own human, to be your own self, are protected by a system of government and a system of justice, of public policy, that protects those rights, protects your ability to continue to participate in that way as a free individual. So I believe it as kind of like a check on the government. When you have no check on the system, when you have no check on the government and you have just this government monopoly that's created under socialism where they control everything, the people have no power to provide that check on the government. In addition to that, when you have a socialist government, 
you have this government monopoly and basically they put all their cronies in charge of everything, including the system of justice, including, uh, the systems that are supposed to provide the check on them. And so you can't exactly expect a government, uh, run system of justice with socialists in power to hold that same regime, uh, accountable whenever there's wrongdoing. I believe in a system where you can have checks on the government, checks on the people, because there's evil everywhere. People are going to try and exploit each other. You can't avoid that. The best way to fight back and the best way to empower people is to have a system where everybody's guaranteed freedom and you have a system of justice and a system of public policy to protect those rights. So God forbid, sorry, you guys, that I'm advocating for the most possible highest levels of freedom for every individual in this country and worldwide. That's what I believe in. I believe people are capable of taking care of themselves if they're given the power, if they're empowered to do so. So I'm sorry that I don't believe in just controlling people like ants on a freaking field. Okay, so. Let's get back into it. Uh, one account called, quote, Solidarity Not Charity ICT with a Twitter bio that reads, quote, we are mutual aid initiative focused on empowering uh, our unhoused neighbors, anti-racist, anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist. They tweeted, quote, how is giving unneeded, unwarranted, and undeserved recognition to an alt-right WW promoting diversity, empowerment, or inclusion? Side note again, this is some interesting thing that I'm noting from the left. They keep saying WW, which apparently means white woman, so they don't even want to say white woman now. Uh, I'm also noticing a lot of the people that are attacking me on social media that are talking about me, they are putting Morgan Zeggers, but they are putting asterisks in the middle of my name as if I'm like a swear word, as if they don't want to type it out. I don't know if they're just trying to hide me from um, like trending on Twitter, if they're trying to like suppress the fact that they're continuing to tweet about me so that people can't search it or if they like truly believe their political opponents are like as bad as swear words that they need to put asterisks in the middle of my name on the vowels that's just an interesting side note so let's let's see what happens there but that's just something for us to keep in the back of our minds because i'm noticing it quite a lot now so uh the same Twitter account, the solidarity, not charity thing, they went on to say, quote, defending the honoring of an anti-socialist far-right woman is not representative of diversity and inclusion, especially considering that this person's stances are against the lives and identities of a variety of individuals, all whom are and should be represented on campus. Not only this, but it is in part hypocritical of our student government to make a statement against SB 208, yet allow for a transphobic woman to be highlighted in one of their posts. If you stand for real diversity and inclusion, you do not stand with a white supremacist. So there I'm being called a white supremacist and apparently transphobic. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that I've really said about trans people. I just believe in, you know, do your thing, live your life, but don't push it onto children when they're not able to make those decisions for themselves yet. And I did there, I guess they're like referencing an article that I wrote for Turning Point USA about like how I participated in three varsity level sports when I was in high school. And I can just personally attest to the fact that men are naturally stronger than women. And so when we do come up with rules and regulations for like when trans boys and girls are allowed to go into certain sports, we just have to keep in mind that the natural biology of this is that men are much stronger and more capable than women. I can attest to like, I was in, for example, I wrote in the article, I was in the four by 400 relay. Our four by 400 relay meant that we were the four fastest girls that ran the 400 meters or same thing with the four by one. We were the four fastest girls that ran the four, the 100 meter race. Those four fast girls 
would not come close to beating even some of the slowest boys on the boys team. And that's just a biological fact. And so when we do come up with regulation, if we do want to find a way to, you know, make sure that all kids, all children can participate in sports, then we just have to make sure we're keeping in mind that kind of uh, biology, that basic biology. That's all I said. And apparently now I'm transphobic for saying that of the fact that we just need to protect competition in women's sports and make sure that we're, you know, providing justice for all people involved in this. I don't think that's uh, bad at all. I think that's actually very pro-woman and it's respectful of the fact that there is, you know, a very small percentage of people that um, maybe identify as trans and want to participate in sports. I don't think they should be shunned or banned from participating. We just have to make sure we're following the science on this. I'm, I'm sorry if that comes off as transphobic for these far left people on this uh, WSU campus, but that's a pretty logical stance that most Americans agree with. Um, and I hope you can see where I'm coming from on that of I'm just trying to protect women and their competition and their ability to, to work really hard to practice and then to compete and have the opportunities of scholarships, of winning those trophies, of going to college, of paying for college, all of those great opportunities that women deserve and women have been fighting for. That's that. Uh, next, though, now we get into some of the student senators and what they had to say. So uh, Lila Kohler, I think is how you pronounce it, a student senator with Olivia, she even released a statement onto Twitter. So these people are like big ball in here. They think they need to release statements now. Um, it's gotten that serious, right? So we've gone from just like people like a dozen people mad on Twitter to now the student senators releasing their own statements again about a conservative woman daring to be included in a Women's History Month post. Lila quote, says, quote, as a senator at WSU SGA and a member of the DEI committee, this post deeply ashamed me. I am extremely disappointed and saddened that a senator in my committee would choose to promote a figure who publicly spreads hate, racism, and misinformation. I cannot imagine how hurtful and upsetting that was for our students slash staff that come from multiple minority backgrounds. As a member of the SGA and the DEI committee, I apologize immensely for the inappropriate behavior of this senator. I know it is hard to believe after something like this happens, but please know the actions of this senator do not reflect the views slash feelings of the DEI or the WSU SGA. I hope this senator is held accountable for their actions immediately. Rawr, iron fist. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, I cannot believe this. Okay, let's unpack this one. So apparently I am now have gone from what white supremacy and transphobic now i'm somebody who publicly spreads hate racism and misinformation can you please provide me proof i swear to god you guys i'm about to get my lawyer to write up every single one of these people before they continue to slander me one more time i am sick of it i'm sick of being called racist and white supremacist and hateful and a nazi and a fascist just for just for being a basic conservative. I'm sick of it. They cannot continue to talk to us like this and we have to find some way to fight back. I'm going to keep looking at it, but I'm collecting all of these examples of these people slandering me in public and I'm going to hold them accountable if they keep this up, I swear. We're going to find a way to do it because this is the future fight ahead of us. They're not just attacking us online with these slurs anymore. That was one thing. It was easy to ignore. And now it's like, nope, you're taking it into the real world and you're trying to ruin a freshman student senator's reputation and career starting her first year in college claiming that she's promoting white supremacy just for promoting a conservative woman. I'm sick of it. On top of that, look at this. They call it immensely inappropriate behavior of the senator. 
What are you talking about? The, the committee asked her to push out a conservative woman's name. You would not have been happy with any conservative woman if you're not happy with mine. Because I'm pretty, pretty non-controversial. Just against socialism, against communism, I'm asking liberals, Democrats, conservatives, Republicans to remember our roots that got us here in the first place, this level of progress that we've achieved. We have poverty in America, we have problems in America, but we have a lot less poverty and a lot less problems than many other countries, specifically the socialism ones, okay? But moving on, I I just cannot believe that they're saying now that it's immensely inappropriate behavior by Olivia to do what she was asked to provide the name of a conservative woman that she looked up to. So she included somebody who runs a nonprofit. Am I that cool? Do I honestly deserve to be like featured next to Janet Jackson? No, but that wasn't the point. It was just young women being asked to provide who they look up to. And Olivia submitted my name. Thank you, Olivia. Never be ashamed of the fact that you look to, look up to conservative women for their values and for inspiration. Okay, this is ridiculous. So uh, Lila, you suck. You can quote me on that. You guys can say that I'm harassing you, but what you're doing to Olivia is not only slander, it's wildly inappropriate. It's wildly dangerous. And I am ashamed that you would do this. I'm ashamed at the American college system for creating an environment that allows you people to thrive. Okay, moving on, right? (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Let's just move on. All right, so now here is where I really want to draw your attention kind of for the second half of the podcast. Specifically, let's talk about the student I mentioned first above, Aaron Ariago. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. He's all mad that I can't pronounce his name right. I'm sorry, I have a hard time with pronunciation of words. Sue me, okay? I could sue you because you keep calling me a white supremacist. Um, And I also want to talk about another Aaron, Aaron Mounts. He's a student senator. So because Aaron... Ariago has been by far the most vocal. Like I said, he made a one and a half hour video about me and Olivia that got quite threatening at the end. And he's been strongly encouraging Aaron Mounts, the student senator, to pursue Olivia's removal. I want to talk about both of these guys. So first, let's take a look at clips from Aaron Ariago's one and a half hour video attacking me and Olivia. I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Women's History Month, which is uh, meant to celebrate, you know, women, powerful women in the past, you know, um, and is, you know, meant to celebrate current figures. And uh, again, the Diversity Diversity, Empowerment and Inclusion Committee approved this. And they said, you know what? Let's celebrate someone who actively fights against the advancement of women because capitalism actively does not help women. And in fact, sometimes leads to a wage gap, a... Uh, discrimination in the workplace. Uh, where where could I be describing? Oh right, the entire United States and like like literally what women have been struggling against for like since the America since America w- began, for fuck's sake. But she's she's a f- CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism because God forbid that socialism which is like oh, socialism which will lead to communism is like bad which it's not. So a specific senator has to like submit uh, like the person. Uh, that they think should be promoted for Women's History Month. So, Senator Olivia Gallegos, I don't know how the fuck you say her name, and frankly, I don't give a shit. But it quickly, she quickly, like, priv- privated her Twitter account, which is, like, understandable, because, you know, like, you know, she promoted something, she promoted a white supremacist who was associated with, like, a Nazi organization, so it was, like, 
obvious she would want to tweet. She would want to protect her tweets because you know it's pretty fucked up. I don't think she sees it that way, but whatever. See, she ain't just no regular conservative, or I mean, not really, because she promoted someone who's white supremacist to the diversity, diversity empowerment inclusion committee, which is like the most fucked up thing and the biggest slap in the face you could do uh, to like actual like people who 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 like are marginalized, uh, unlike this white woman. So then, I, so then you know she has her own TP USA thing. You know she's associated with the Nazis organization, whatever. Oh, there she is writing about us. Ain't that nice? You know she's got the typical shit. Leftist changing words. Antifa, blah blah blah. China, whoa, oh my god. You know the typical bullshit. Um, socialism targeting kids. Oh my god. Liberals and leftists are different. What? Autonomous zone in George Floyd Memorial. What? Cancel culture, the worst thing ever to happen. Cuomo. Blah, blah, blah. Frederick Douglass. Blah, blah, blah. More, you know, Reagan's best anti-socialism takes. Oh, my God. The war criminal. Oh, my God. You know, celebrating war criminals. We love to see it. She calls herself an average conservative while being, like, super fucking, like, transphobic and, like, working with, like, a Nazi organization and, like, you know, constantly spouting bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. And, you know, we can get into that in a bit. So she said she's an average conservative. Obviously, that's not true. Then she says people with a communist hammer and sickle. Now, she she uses this a lot. The communist hammer and sickle. sickle. It reminds me of how... What the fuck is her name? The one who went against Reverend Warnock. And she just kept calling him like a radical... Radical liberal Reverend Warnock or whatever. Laura... Lauren... Whatever. She's forgettable. This is basically what Morgan is trying to do. She she keeps saying... These people with communist and hammer and sickle signs people with communist and hammer and sickle signs it's because she's trying to play to the fear of communism all right and most people think that communism is bad it's not all right i'm sorry to tell you this i i'd be happy to have a conversation with you and tell you why like capitalism is bad and why communism is like the only way forward in human society because like capitalism has killed like way more people than communism all right like the whole thing about like how communism has killed killed 100 million people is like 100 percent false they all constantly write these anti-China stories, like, like Uyghurs and Muslim are like getting, are like in, are in like concentration camps, which is all CIA propaganda. And you can tell if you look at the sources from where this original story came from, it's from a CIA-funded news outlet or something, something along those lines. So it's propaganda, and it's we know it's propaganda because the United, because because obviously the CIA is a shady organization who you should like never trust because they're always spouting bullshit. I'm pretty pissed that now someone in the Senate in the Senate feels comfortable enough to just be like, yeah, white supremacists, let's fucking go, let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah, that's that that fucking pisses me off. So you damn right I'm gonna ask her to resign. So she ain't innocent either, because I don't want someone who fucking recognizes a white supremacist to just be like, let's go white supremacy, let's get recognized in a women's history post. Fucking bullshit. All right, that's just bullshit. All right, she ain't innocent. All right. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. You damn right I'm not gonna let it go. I'm not gonna let this go. All right, it's 12.02 Central Time, uh, Friday 3, March 26, 2021. So she's got five hours till, till my homie, who uh, I won't mention, um, is going to submit uh, uh, a complaint for her violating the Code of Ethics for submitting a white supremacist, which I feel like is yeah, it's pretty valid. All right. So you're damn right I wasn't going to let it go. And yeah, I don't know why a Nazi should be part of the Women's History Post. And yeah. She's right. You need to make sure that people like her don't have a space in the SGA. You need to make sure that like we don't have a space for white supremacy and making very clear that we will not support white supremacy and we will now have someone who promotes a white supremacist who works for a Nazi organization be in the DIE or be in the SGA period. Woo! It's 
strong words. I'm going to make sure she resigns. I will personally... I will personally make it fucking known that she's going to resign, alright? I will fucking make sure that she gets a complaint filed against her. I will fucking make sure that we keep sending emails. I will make sure, alright, that she knows that it is fucked up to spread a white supremacist, to promote a white supremacist. Because I'm not going to let you get away with this. Alright? I'm not going to let you just fucking promote a white supremacist, privatize your Twitter, and then just hope that this thing goes off. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. I've been working so far, but girl, now you that you've met me and now that you try to promote a white supremacist, you have no idea who you're dealing with. You're dealing with a man who does not like white supremacists and who does not like when people promote white supremacists. So it's time for you to resign. And I ain't going to stop. I'm going to make sure that you resign. Because I'm fucking tired of white people like you getting away with this kind of bullshit. Where you're allowed to just promote white supremacists and, and like, you know, uh, go along with this capitalist and, and stupid ass racist ideology. Just fucked up ideology. And then just get away with it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anymore. I'm not going to let it happen. And I'm not going to let people fear, be in fear and not feel included because you decided to fucking post some bullshit. So, resign or get a complaint filed against you. And if they don't do anything, then I sure as hell I'm not going to stop. I sure as hell I'm not going to stop. Until you resign. Because I'm not going to let you promote a white supremacist and get away with it. Alright. <sighs> to all the people who are attacking me, go fuck yourself. To Morgan, go fuck yourself. To Charlie Kirk and TPUSA, go fuck yourself. And to Olivia, resign. Okay, so as you can see, it's disgusting. First of all, this guy's mouth is like super wet and sticky. And so as he's like slandering me, as he's calling me a white supremacist and a Nazi, as he's attacking me, kind of physically threatening me and physically threatening Olivia, he even ends it with go F yourself, go F yourself, go F yourself and Olivia go resign. It's pretty scary. I've honestly never been talked to by a man. I've never in that way. I've never heard a man speak so aggressively to me. Uh, or about me. Uh, he was super condescending, actually really threatening. Olivia had to file a police report after this one and a half hour video um, was submitted. So after he sent this out, it was so creepy. And his tweets that I'm about to read to you were so uh, ridiculously uncomfortable to read and to see, especially for Olivia, who's on campus with him. She had to file a police report. So Aaron went from just like hating on us and calling us white supremacists to saying then the following. So this is in a quote tweet reply to my original tweet updating everyone that the communists were now officially demanding she resigns, right? So uh, Aaron tweets, quote, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. She's getting destroyed left and right and is bitching to TPUSA. Let's fucking go. Keep it up and let's get Olivia the fuck out of there in caps. He then tweeted in all caps, quote, LMAO, Olivia is now private. We got to keep the pressure on Wichita State SGA. Get her the fuck out of there. Why the fuck is she allowed to have a Nazi as part of the Women's History Month post? Another tweet read, quote, Olivia has refused to resign. Everyone who goes to WSU, state your support for the ethics complaint that we are about to make because there ain't no way she's going to promote and honor a white supremacist and get away with it. Another said in response to me, quote, I can't wait for you to finally see how much of a piece of shit you are. What a nice way to talk to a woman, you feminist. Woo, go Aaron. Uh, followed by, quote, capitalists somehow think communists are in the wrong, LMAO. <laughs> if only Morgan actually did some research on how fucked capitalism is. Silly me. 
let me go do some research. <laughs> okay, so he later tweeted, quote, also fuck Olivia for supporting a Nazi and thinking it would be a good idea to make other folks fearful in the SGA. Wichita State SGA, y'all need to make her resign or get the fuck out. So side note again, um, this is something that's interesting. So he said, you know, Olivia's making other people fearful in the SGA. That's another trend that we're seeing in this situation. So we have student senators and just students in general now claiming that they are made to feel uncomfortable by Olivia's presence in the student senate, and that's part of why she needs to resign. They claim her values, her promotion of white supremacy, is making them feel uncomfortable and scared. But key highlight on uncomfortable. Politics should always make you feel uncomfortable because it's something to be debated. People are allowed to have ideas that differ from yours, but just experiencing opposing viewpoints should not make you uncomfortable enough so much that you feel the need to remove that person from the room, remove them from the debate and from their position of power. So thanks, Aaron. Okay, and guess who liked a bunch of these tweets, you guys? Like these really uncomfortable, creepy tweets. Guess who liked them? It's our good old friend, Aaron Mounts, who is a student senator at Wichita State. So Aaron Mounts is the one who's kind of like really leading the charge on the Senate side to get Olivia out of power. And that's why I want to really talk about him a lot right now. Aaron Mounts blocked me on Twitter, of course, but not before I grabbed a few screenshots of some of his likes and tweets because I wanted to show you guys and keep record of who we are up against here, who is leading the charge to kick Olivia, just a conservative woman, out of the Senate for her values for promoting me in a Women's History Month post. First of all, his name on Twitter, Aaron Mounts, has a hammer and sickle right next to it charming you love to see it thank you for making it very clear where you stand on the issues it honestly makes our lives easier um in response to the initial sga post about me you know like the original women's history month controversial post aaron uh tweeted quote this is ridiculous supporting fascists is not supporting diversity so yeah so now i'm a fascist even though these people are the ones trying to remove their political opponents from the conversation and from their positions of power were the fascists Let's see if we can make that one make sense if we think about it for a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Thinking some deep thoughts here, but nothing's really coming to mind. Hmm. Nope. Okay. Sorry, Aaron. Okay. So he also retweeted a tweet from Calvin Pomeroy that said, quote, Wichita State Student Government Association is actively promoting white supremacy, xenophobia, and anti-LGBTQ. Not to take action is to say those hateful and violent ideologies are valid, accepted, and useful for our campus and students. The move by 19 senators to end discussion on this topic is condoning violence and hatred for the sake of unity and decorum. There is no unity for those who are subjected to this erasure, hatred, and violence. Silence is complicity. Um, so that's like, let's unpack that one. It's exhausting. So let's see. So this one's claiming I'm white supremacist, that I'm xenophobic, and that I'm now anti-LGBTQ. So I was transphobic a few tweets ago. Now I'm just fully anti-LGBTQ, which is just fantastic. Um, thank you, I guess, for adding another one to the list. Just a little other sprinkle on top. Um, no to all of those and if you could provide some proof that would be one thing but again all you guys keep doing is sharing my regular conservative average posts that are nowhere near white supremacy nowhere near xenophobia fascism nazism anti-lgbtq values at all and so again keep it up and i'll sue you okay
We're going to start doing that as conservatives. We're going to start standing up for ourselves because I'm sick of being slandered, not only in the media, but now by a little student government in Kansas. Are you shit? Are, are you kidding me? I'll keep it kind. Um, okay, so here's the even grosser thing about this literal communist, Aaron Mounts, claiming that my ideas about individual freedom and classical liberalism being violent. That's another thing that his friend that he retweeted, Calvin Pomeroy, uh, they said that I was violent with my ideologies. That's just rich coming from a communist. Um, so this is what's interesting. Aaron Mounts retweets something calling my ideas violent, but all it took, you guys, was for me to just scroll a couple of tweets into his timeline to find him promoting one of the most disgusting things I have ever seen it was the denial of the Tiananmen Square massacre. That's right, folks. Senator Aaron Mounts of Wichita State University thinks that I'm violent for being a conservative woman, but at the same time, he retweeted the following tweet that said, quote, they never tell you that the Tiananmen Square massacre, in quotation marks, was about Chinese protesters, in quotation marks, attempting to lynch African students for taking Chinese women to a college party. A mob gathered outside their dorm, accusing them of rape. The West spun it into an anti-communism protest. So it's all just Western propaganda, you guys. The Tiananmen Square massacre just never happened. You know, that situation where over 10,000 people who are just protesting against the communist government, trying to bring democracy, trying to bring individual freedom to China, that just never happened. All those people that were killed, 10,000 or so, that were shipped off, that just disappeared, basically murdered, killed, Again, massacre, Western propaganda. So that's the kind of guy, that's the one who's leading the charge against Olivia and I, two conservative women. Don't you just love how most of the names that I read out who were attacking me and trying to silence me were men? They're trying to tell a conservative woman that who and who she can't include in a pro-women's history month post because they're judging who's best to be included in something about recognizing women, a bunch of men. A bunch of communist men, including one who denies that the Tiananmen Square massacre was a legitimate thing and thinks that it was just Western propaganda. Now Olivia and I have to go through this entire process and defend ourselves publicly because some idiot who thinks the Tiananmen Square massacre was Western propaganda decides to slander us on social media and then file a complaint against Olivia for being hateful. That's the kind of America we live in today. And I am infuriated i am irate about it and i it's exactly why i'm doing this podcast because i'm frustrated and i need you guys to hear about this entire situation okay so just for the record you guys historic records show that around 10,000 pro-democracy protesters mostly young students disappeared aka were killed or imprisoned by the chinese communist party just a few decades ago for daring to protest for personal freedom and democracy so shame on you aaron mounts shame on you but thank you for making your political ideas your values so very clear for America. So very clear for me to pitch to media opportunities. So clear for me to share with as many people as possible to make it clear that they know who you are and what kind of ideas you support. Thank you so much because the more light we shine on your ideas, the more we look in the clear with your ridiculous charges against us. Okay, so is it a little more clear, you guys, who we are up against here? Is it a little more clear? Because now here's what we're up against. So here's what we face in the future. 
they could not just like force her to resign by bylaws, right? They couldn't just say, you know, we expect that you resign because you posted something bad. So what they did is a few of these radicals got together, led by Aaron Mounts, the Tiananmen Square rejector, um, led by them. They decided to set an ultimatum for her to resign by 5 p.m. on Friday, the 26th of March, or they were going to file a complaint against her, accusing her of violating the code of conduct for promoting white supremacy, a.k.a. moi. (laughs) Uh, As the time got close to 5 p.m., the tweets got even more aggressive coming from Aaron, the original Aaron, the Ariago, and he tweeted, quote, you have four hours to resign. You either resign or we keep the pressure coming up to you. And it kind of went like, you have three hours, two hours, five minutes left. She hasn't resigned yet. Keep the pressure coming, people. It was disgusting and very creepy. Again, he had a police report filed against him because he's that much of a freak. Creep, creep, creep. Leave women alone, okay? Leave us alone. This is America. You can't threaten people like this. You're going to be held accountable. So um, obviously Olivia didn't resign. She's not going to bow down to the mob. So they decided to go through with this process of filing. Uh, They filed the letter. They claimed we're like harassing her. They claimed that, um, or they claimed that we're harassing them by like bringing this to media attention, by doing media interviews, by bringing their public tweets to attention and all this stuff. And they claim that like we're hateful and all this stuff. The usual language, right? Um, So now the next steps are for her to have to go through a two-hour review session of the situation of the letter with the student senate. And then the senate can choose on whether they want to like vote on it or just dismiss it. And if they vote on it, they're going to need a two-thirds senate vote to actually remove Olivia from her office. Now, will this work? I certainly hope not. Here's where the work that we do in the future becomes so important because we're never going to change these crazy people like Aaron Mounts' mind. We're never going to change the minds of these communist sympathizers, or at least I don't think so. I think our time is better spent reaching the people in the middle. So if you look at it from this situation, you have a few radicals on the Senate who are claiming that I'm a white supremacist and that Olivia needs to be removed from her position. There's also way, way more students on the Senate that are going to have to be convinced one way or the other. Are they going to be strong enough mentally? Are they going to have the education behind them to equip them with the truth they need to reject the lies of these leftists? Are they going to have the mental fortitude to stand up to these leftists when they try and remove Olivia from the Senate in such an unfair way? Are they going to have the knowledge to understand that a communist versus a basic American conservative classical liberal capitalist is nowhere near the fight that they should be siding with a communist on? What are they going to do? And that's why I want to focus on these people when we target our educational content out in the future, when we target them in our conversations. We want to reach the people in the middle because when the rubber meets the road, when they are forced to do something like vote with Olivia or against Olivia with the communists, what side are they going to be on if they don't have the proper information? If they fall for Aaron's lies that the Tiananmen Square massacre was just a fake Western propaganda protest. What side are they going to be on? I hope they are on the side of righteousness, of justice, of truth, of American values, of classical liberalism, of capitalism, of progress, of true progress and justice. Or are they going to fall for it? And that's why I want to target them, because they're going to be confronted on college campuses across the country. They're going to be confronted in their social circles. They're going to be confronted in the workplace in so many different scenarios. And I want them to be equipped for moments like this, because right now, I don't know, is two thirds of the Senate going to vote 
with a communist and remove Olivia from the Senate because they weren't properly taught in middle school and high school. And then they were further indoctrinated by their Marxist professors. Or are they at least going to say, you know, I am Dem, I am a Lib, but what you're doing, Aaron, is wrong. What you're doing, communists, is wrong. I certainly hope and have faith in my heart that they're going to side with us. Um, and I will fight as like hell to be there for Olivia through all of this. And I hope you guys will, will stay with us during this. Um, I also think what this is going to do is hopefully open the eyes of so many. And that's why this last part of the podcast, I want to talk to you guys about as all of this has unfolded, why we have done this in a specific way, why we chose to make a big stink about it. Like I said, I usually ignore this stuff, but it is so important for us to fight back when the time calls. Olivia is a freshman in college and she does not deserve this just for promoting my name for a Women's History Month post. As this is all unfolded, I made a promise to Olivia that I would throw all of my resources, okay, I'm kind of a lucky lady. I've gotten quite successful with, with YAS. I get to speak at conferences like CPAC. I spoke at National Tea Party. I speak at college campuses all the time. I have really wonderful donors to my nonprofit. I've met so many wonderful people that are so supportive over the last couple of years since I've joined the fight for freedom for the country in the future. And I promised her I would throw all of my resources, all of my contacts, every effort, ounce of effort that I have to help her through this and to make sure she comes out on top. And that means the contacts that I have to the area, the connections that we could possibly get to the administration and to the school to try and alert them of what was going on. That's what happened in the beginning. So when this was all happening, I was calling everybody that I knew, all the big wigs and saying, do you have a contact in Kansas, in the state legislature, in the state Senate, in the administration, on the board of trustees? Do you know anybody in that state who can help us out? And we were getting in contact with former Congress people, with state representatives, with just fantastic county chairs of the local parties, really fantastic stuff. And they were all contacting. We eventually got in contact with the administration and they explained to us that, you know, this is really unfortunate. What we're going through is this rule, this code of conduct violation is really only there to hold really terrible people accountable when something really bad happens. And what the leftists are doing right now by trying to charge Olivia with that is exploiting that opportunity. And so Obviously, she's not a bad actor at all, but they're using that rule to hold bad actors accountable and remove them from their position against her. And so they can't stop her. They can't stop them because it, it is part of the bylaws because they can't just remove her. They had to go through this process and try and prove that she is a white supremacist and violated the code of conduct. They can't stop them because it is a part of the bylaws that they're allowed to do this. They're going to get proven wrong, of course. But they can't be stopped. And so, first of all, the administration had no idea this was happening. So we were able to just notify them and they were able to start monitoring it. And, of course, they would step in if this would get, like, that bad. Um, but, you know, we're able to fight this out. We're able to do this. And it was really helpful to have them clarify. So just getting that first connection to the administration to, like, make sure they're aware of it was really helpful. Of course. In addition to that, though, that means um, – all the legal connections. The conservative movement is actually amazing when it comes to this because we're building a lot of infrastructure in terms of how can we provide legal support to parents or to teachers, to students, to everybody in the education system that's going to be facing what Olivia is facing right now. How can we provide them legal support, guidance, uh, financial support, stuff like that. I had people, donors that were like, I will, like, let me help. Let me know how I can help if you need legal 
legal support. That's the kind of backing conservatives need moving forward. Instead of just like, oh yeah, the usual conservative establishment donations and stuff like that. We need people who are on the ground saying, what does this young girl need to defend herself? What, what resources does she need? And that was amazing. That's what happened to Olivia. So thank you. Um, in addition to that, media connections helped us shine a light on this. We got onto local radio. Uh, I just had a local newspaper reach out. Daily Caller did a video. Thank you, Katie, for doing that. And thank you, Daily Caller, for the written piece as well. And then um, we did a few other things that I can't even remember right now, but we're going to continue to pitch it as the story gets bigger and bigger. Sunlight is the best disinfectant to a situation like this, you guys. And that's what I want to get into as we kind of wrap this up. Now the students are accusing me and Olivia of harassing and doxing them, right? So they're mad because we dared to link their public tweets, calling us vile names and promoting communism to articles about the story. So we pitched the story, we sent the public tweets, the public links and the public content to media outlets to help them or like write the story to show them that this is a really big thing that's happening here. And what do you know? A bunch of them picked it up. And so these students are now mad that their actions on a public platform are being shown in articles in journalism and media because what they did was ridiculous and they're facing the repercussions of that of, oh no, what you post on social media actually stays there and sticks and gets put in articles when it's crazy enough. So I'm sorry, but they're mad we're bringing media and social media attention to their disgusting actions and they need to understand that their actions have consequences. So that's just rich. I'm kind of loving that. Um, but in classic commie style, you guys, they want to operate in the shadows. This is a classic tactic. And that's what differentiates us from them. We are righteous in this movement. We have done nothing wrong. We are not Nazis. We are not white supremacists. We are not hateful. We are proud conservative women. And we will not be ashamed of that. Olivia and I are never going to be ashamed of this. And we're not going to back down from these people. We're not intimidated by self-identifying communists. So we have nothing to be ashamed of. And we have nothing to hide. And I, I think that really helps us in this. We are walking with truth on our side. In fact, we benefit from more light being shed on this series of events and on our opponents because their values and their beliefs are so shocking, right? Uh, we're actually going up toe-to-toe against people with hammer and sickles in their bios, and they have taken their childish ad hominem name-calling from social media into real life to try and ruin Olivia's life, to try and remove her from the Senate. And that is really just an example of communists trying to remove their political opponents and any wrong think from the public square and from positions of power. So this is a historic, tale as old as time, tactic from the socialists and communists, and we're facing it right now on American college campuses. So I am so honored to be a part of this fight with Olivia, and I'm glad that we are together on this, and I'm so thankful that everybody's been a part of it. But um, what's interesting is that they went from, like, posting publicly, right, all confident and stuff to now blocking me and privatizing their accounts and like operating in the shadows. They basically benefit when the population is not aware of what's going on. But we, the conservatives, the people who believe in personal freedom and limited government, we are the patriots and we are believers in freedom. We benefit when as many people as possible are aware, are educated, and are able to view and witness this shameful display for their own eyes. That is why the, the left, they always like to suppress the truth. And uh, it's why we will continue to prevail with a more educated and aware population. Um, 
But that's also why I've been kind of sharing as many posts and links as possible. I'm sorry if I'm kind of blowing up everybody's timelines. But it, I continue to reshare and, and retweet all of the stuff that these crazy people are saying because I want you guys to see it. I want you to be aware of what we're actually up against. This isn't just like the left, the liberals like complaining. These are straight up radicals. And so it's why I shared the one point hour or 1.5 hour long video of a communist complaining that I'm a white supremacist. It's ridiculous. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I downloaded it in case I decide to sue him or send him a letter from my lawyer. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just ridiculousness and what he says is so dumb, but it's also why I've been doing multiple print media and radio interviews, spreading the word about it. It's why I'm dedicating an entire episode of this podcast to it because I need all of you guys to see what we're going to be facing in the future, the center, the right, the left. I need everybody on that base of American values that understands we're up against the authoritarian right or the authoritarian left to understand what we're up against. So that's why I keep sending this. Um, Just to wrap it up, you guys, at the end of the day, Americans are usually united on this base of capitalism and classical liberalism. The idea that, you know, we're going to disagree, we're going to debate, we're going to have a little tussle with each other sometimes about policy, but we all have kind of agreed to the concept that we should defend the hell out of each other's rights and freedoms to disagree and to publicly do so without fear of consequence or removal from participation in positions of power or the public square. And this situation that we're facing at Wichita State University is a true sign of what we will continue to face time and time again as radical leftists move from just merely canceling us on social media, cancel culture, to now straight up taking this concept into the real world where it's no longer just cancel culture, it's straight up totalitarianism. When the people in charge require complete submission to their way of life, to their belief system. That's what we're facing now. The transition from media, social media, cancel culture, straight up totalitarianism in the real world. Now, uh, a lot of days people are really mad at conservatives, and I, I definitely have heard the complaints before. I've been tagged in things before of, of people on the ground, grassroots people, social media people who are frustrated. They're like, why, <laughs> why are we just sitting by on social media? And especially like the established groups, we're just kind of sitting around and it feels like we're doing so as the left has taken over every aspect of society. So our government, our education system, uh, pop culture, Hollywood, the media, Silicon Valley, business titans, the major aspects of, of our economy, the left pretty much controls all of it. And I think conservatives on the ground are like, what happened? I thought we had an entire infrastructure. Well, I'll be honest, you guys, we don't have a strong infrastructure and we're building it day by day. We're building up illegal uh, organizations and legal infrastructure to help students that are going through stuff like this. We're building up uh, education, curriculum reform, school reform, school choice, ways to get kids out of government schools, all of these really great ways that are going to help us in the long run. And I, I promise you, they're all in the early stages, but we are making strides. And so just join in in whatever way that you want to do your research, figure it out, follow this podcast because I'm going to continue to talk about different ways you can do so. But what I'm saying now, especially is like, I don't blame you for being mad. Of course, I'm frustrated too, because I kind of thought we, I thought we had a little more control here. And then it looks like we've literally lost control of everything. And I'm kind of like, wait, don't we like, donate to these organizations don't we donate to candidates don't we don't we help them out all the time and then now we don't have control of anything what happened so i'm feeling just as frustrated as you guys 
But what I want to say here is like, look at this in front of us. Here is an opportunity to defend someone on the front lines for the first time in a really long time. So it's not just donating to a candidate. You know what I mean? From that, it's like it's such a distanced way to help. But here is your opportunity to have real world change, even if it's at a small level. Students like Olivia, they need our help. They are truly on the front lines and often they are alone. So like I did not even hear about this. First of all, I didn't even get tagged in the original post. So I like wasn't aware that the post was even up or that Olivia even submitted my name. So I feel bad because I didn't even thank her the week before when it was posted. But all I did was check my message requests and I get a lot of those. And so like usually I like rarely read them and I see hers right at the top and it was just like, hi, like I'm this student chapter leader of TPUSA and and I'm getting a little heat. Can you help me out? And I look and I'm starting to see what she's up against. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what's happening here? And so I am not like a, a big wig name. You know what I mean? Like I, I have like 80,000 followers on Instagram. So, you know, that's not like a big thing in American politics these days. But I had some ways to help her. And I said, I'm going to give every single way that I can help you right now. We're going to do this. I need every single one of you guys to do that too, whether that's to the situation with Olivia or whether that's to the next person that comes up. You need to help people on a case-by-case basis. Help them at the ground level. Don't just donate to an organization and then hope that they do it too. Make sure that you are having real action completed from yourself, from your hands in a special way, whether that's by like a week by week or a month by month basis, make sure you are bringing positive results to the conservative movement, to the freedom movement and hold yourself accountable to that. Students like Olivia are alone. They need our help. They're going up against the worst of the worst of the left. So that's why I promised her all of my resources and connections. That's why I'm reaching down the ladder to help bring her up. And I hope people ahead of me, if I ever get, you know, the whack, if I ever get the cancel from something, I hope people that are above me say, Morgan, I'm going to show you, you can't be canceled. And just like I'm showing Olivia, honey, you can't be canceled. I hope we can start to do that to each other. So it's almost like finding a way to be a mentor to someone. It's finding a way to support someone in a very personal and impactful way. That's my little message for you guys. Uh, I I have a sad feeling that this is just one example of what we're going to be facing for the next year to come and the years to come after that. So get ready, buckle up, get ready to truly fight the commies. Uh, Question time. What up? Uh, First of all, everybody's been asking how you can help. I hope after this podcast, you're like, crap, Morgan, how can I help? What we have been doing is like flooding the email box of the student government because she's going to have to go through this like two hour listening session and the student Senate is going to have to hear um, and then decide if they want to vote on removing her. That's not happening yet. It's happening, I think, within the next week or so. So what we can do is be there for her for that. Um, Please consider emailing sga at wichita.edu. It's the student government email. And you guys, I'm asking you to do me a favor. I know some of you are a little hot right now. You're frustrated. You're mad. I am irate about this. And I'm sorry that this whole podcast has been kind of me yelling. I usually am not a yeller, but I am. I hope you can just tell. Like I have been focusing on this for over a week now. I am exhausted. I am frustrated. I'm pissed, if we're being honest. So I'm sorry if I just yelled into the microphone for an hour. I feel like Mark Levin and my throat's kind of dry. <laughs> but consider emailing sga at wichita.edu, not with something aggressive. We are reminding them of core American values, 
core values that have made our country so exceptional compared to the failed attempts for democracy, for representative government, for individual freedom that have been tried throughout world history. We are exceptional in that fact because we defend a person's ability to disagree with us. It is something that is just foundational about this country. And just like so many aspects of American history, of the American founding, of the American principles that the left wants to destroy, this is one of those concepts, the ability to disagree. Let's remind the SGA that first of all, honey, I'm not a white supremacist or a Nazi or a fascist. What else did they call me? Transphobic. I'm so loving and I want progress for everybody. I want every person to succeed. Kind of like Rush Limbaugh said, right? I want you to succeed. And if somebody or some force, like a government, is going to get in your way, I want them to fail. That's what Rush said, right? We want everyone to succeed. And I hope that they can open their eyes to see that that is not a hateful concept at all. Please remind them of that. And then please remind them of how important it is to protect a person's ability to think differently. And that it's not hateful. It shouldn't make you uncomfortable just to have a conservative woman in your presence at the student government. A very kind, respectful, American pride, American patriot style message to the SGA. Please send that. What's next? You guys, this is the next question. People are asking, what's the next step? How can we like pay attention? I'll keep you guys updated on social media, of course. But the next step is for Olivia to have this like two hour long meeting where they review the whole letter, which is like their proof of my white supremacy or whatever. <laughs> um, they're going to decide then if they want to vote on it. If they do vote on it, they need a two thirds vote in the Senate to remove her. So again, who will the in-betweener side with? Truth? Righteousness? the values that protect a person's ability to disagree with the majority, or are they going to side with the lies of the left? That's what we're going to find out. I'll keep you guys updated. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, I really am sorry that I like screamed at the microphone quite a lot. I'm just quite frustrated by it. Um, thank you for listening, for joining me. Again, please subscribe, leave us five-star review on the podcast platform, and then comment on YouTube and like let me know what your thoughts are and confirm, comment and confirm that you did email the SGA at wichitas.edu uh, email. And then of course, submit any questions you have for me for next episode, uh, next episodes onto Instagram. Send those to me via DM. I would love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, please help me help Olivia. Please just continue to spread the message with this. If you have any media opportunities as well, we would greatly appreciate it. That's been a big help for us. So thank you. I'll see you later. God bless.